From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Friday, December 23rd. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Syria blames al-Qaeda for two suicide bombings in Damascus. Regime opponents suspect the government. And later, Russian nostalgia for the good old Soviet days. A lot of my relatives feel that pain, almost a physical pain, that we used to be so powerful, we were so great. And Vim Fenders enters a new dimension in his latest film, 3D. Finally, I could be in the very element of dancers. I could be with my cameras in their kingdom in that space. BBC News with David Austin. The Syrian opposition has blamed the government for the suicide attacks that killed 40 people in the heart of the capital, Damascus. One of the groups told the BBC that the authorities had wanted to convince Arab League observers that armed groups were active in the country. Our correspondent Jim Muir reports from Beirut. Since the uprising broke out in Syria in mid-March, there's never been anything remotely like the two huge bomb explosions in the centre of Damascus. Activists were swift to accuse the regime itself of staging the explosions to impress the Arab observers. Within minutes of the attack, the regime itself accused al-Qaeda of doing it. Whoever was behind it, the result will be to polarise opinion, aggravate sectarian sentiment and envenom the climate even more dangerously than it already is. Switzerland and Canada have tightened sanctions on the Syrian leadership. The Swiss authorities said it had frozen $53 million worth of assets linked to the Syrian president, Bashar al-Assad, and dozens of other top Syrian officials. The Canadian Foreign Affairs Minister, John Baird, said President Assad was acting with an abhorrent disregard for humanity in his repression of Syria's pro-democracy movement. One of the greatest Czech statesmen of the past century, Václav Havel, has been laid to rest in the capital Prague. At noon, sirens and church bells sounded throughout the country to mark the start of the funeral mass in St. Vitus Cathedral and thousands watched in the freezing cold. Alan Little watched the day's events in Prague. As a young dissident, Václav Havel went to jail rather than accept what he saw as the lie that sustained the communist state. He made the journey from prison cell to presidency in a few short weeks. As his coffin was taken from the cathedral, a crowd who had stood for more than two hours in intense silence broke into sustained and warm applause. A salute to the man whose life and the moral choices he made transformed their country. Alan Little reporting. Turkey has accused the French president, Nicolas Sarkozy, of fanning hatred against Turks and Muslims for electoral gain. The Prime Minister, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, also said France had committed genocide during its colonial rule in Algeria. The French president has used hatred of Turks and Muslims for electoral gain. He should stay away from this kind of dangerous game. Look, my friends, France massacred an estimated 15% of the Algerian population starting from 1945. This is genocide. Mr Erdogan's comments come a day after the lower house of the French parliament approved a bill that makes it a criminal offence to deny that Ottoman Turks committed genocide against Armenians during the First World War. This is the world news from the BBC.
The Congolese opposition leader Etienne Tshisekedi has conducted an unofficial inauguration ceremony at his home in the capital Kinshasa. His supporters were prevented from proclaiming him president in the main stadium, which was ringed by heavily armed police and army. President Joseph Kabila was officially inaugurated on Tuesday, but international observers said the election was badly flawed. The Dutch-based oil trading company Trafigura has lost an appeal against a fine of more than a million dollars imposed after hundreds of tonnes of chemical waste were dumped in Ivory Coast. The Dutch appeal court said there was clear proof that Trafigura had exported the waste in 2006. A United Nations report said at least 15 people had died in Ivory Coast.